Hey, welcome to Lead a Life in Common. I'm Mary Bicknell, former psychotherapist and sales training turned business success coach for female entrepreneurs and business owners ready to jump off that plateau, my friends, smash through your income ceiling and simplify every single thing in your life and business so you can have some time back. Yeah. Remember that free time? That's why you started your business in the first place. So you could do all the other kind of cool stuff of life. So maybe you're here because you need to tweak your marketing, your selling or your offer. Maybe it's time to self-stop sabotaging, dump the fear, up-level your mindset, and allow yourself to make all the money you crave while living out your purpose. If you're ready to make everything simpler, get more productive, have more free time, and truly lead a life uncommon, this is your go-to podcast. Weekly biz bites, deep dives, and interviews will ensure you're going to get the answers. Ready? Let's go. Your five-star client is psyched out of their mind to participate in. They want the solution that you are offering. So that was the first masterclass. Number two, we talked about client attraction and what is client attraction? So client attraction or lead generation means that what you're putting out into the world, your marketing is saying to people, Hey, this is my bottled genius. You want to sip, right? It's saying to them, this is what I can offer to you. And it's bringing them in. Some people call it like, uh, um, you know, magnetizing, hearing your sing your song. There's whatever metaphor, pick a metaphor, right? We did bottle genius, pick a metaphor. But really what it is, is you putting your knowledge, your wisdom, your ideas out into the marketplace in various ways, whether it's speaking, whether it's ads, whether it's posting, referrals, networking, all the different softwares, all of the different platforms, collaboration, affiliates. There's so many ways for you to get in front of your best five-star client and showing up in a way that says, hey, I can help you. Client attraction, marketing. I don't know why sometimes people have a little hesitancy about marketing. It's really illogical. How is it that if you know, you're not showing up, how is it that if you're not showing up that you ever think that you're going to be able to help the world, change the world? Who can give me a thought? Yeah. A thumbs up over here in zoom world. <clears throat> so then we talked about my favorite topic, enrollment sales calls. We went over the five parts to the art of the ask. And I want to remind you that having a sales call is truly an act of service. Your job is to listen to what somebody says and help them weed through their tricky, tricky brain. Their brain is naturally going to put up some resistance. Now, not all clients. We also talked about when you have great client attraction, when your marketing is fantastic, when your marketing is on point and you're like, yes, your best client is like, oh my God, she knows me. She gets me. She understands my problem. She laid it out. She's articulate about it. I promise you when you get on those sales calls, like we talked about, that your close rate will be so much higher because people will be sold before they even get on a call. That's what we want. Because I know a lot of you are like, you don't want to be spammy. You don't want to be like arm twisting. Well, if you do great client attraction, you're not going to have to. And then we talked about if you know you're bringing it forward, your best ideal clients, because your marketing is fantastic and you aren't as good as you could be on a sales call, 
Here's the good news. You don't have to do any more marketing. All you have to do is make improvements on your sales call. And the fun about the sales call, this is why I call it the art of the ask. We're just asking questions to help someone illuminate the possibilities for them. Now, sometimes we're asking the hard questions. Most of the time I'm asking the hard questions and I want to encourage you to do that too. So if you're not making the kind of money that you want, if you've hit an income plateau, if you're, if you're not attracting your best ideal five-star client, then we need to have a conversation. So for those of you who are still new to me, hi, I'm Mary Bicknell. I am a business success coaching consultant for female entrepreneurs and small business owners, specifically service providers. In other words, you're the face of your business and you've hit a plateau, an income plateau or a time plateau. You're crazy busy doing everything and you can't see a way out to make more money because you feel like you have more, no more time and you don't know what to give up. You don't know what to get rid of. That's what I'm an expert at, helping you hit the next, very next big, bold life and biz goal. So let me answer a couple of the questions that have come through specifically around all three of those topics. I'm going to answer one for every single one. Let me get my notes up really quick. One of the questions, and some of these are kind of, I'm just going to mush them together. One of the questions is related to, um, can I, you go into more detail about um, return on investment? So one of the things that we've talked about, and I talked about it not only in designing your, bottling your genius was what we're going to call it from now on, um, but the the designing or redesigning, redesigning your offer to make sure that you are putting in these intangibles, putting in or making people aware the intangibles on your sales call, but putting in things that address the return on investment. So their lifetime return on investment is what we're actually making sure that our offer is relaying and what is happening on our sales conversations. Okay. So what I mean by that, again, here, write this down is these three pieces of the puzzle. Does your offer help somebody, does the methodology help someone have a, an emotional transformation, have a time transformation or a money transformation? These are the three things. These are the three things that people will object about. I don't have time. I don't have money. I don't know if I can do it, which is the emotional thing. Do they address that? It doesn't matter what area you're working in, whether you're a chiropractor or a dentist, a um, divorce attorney, a coach, a holistic practitioner, like any, like a closet organizer. One of my clients, she did um, closet organizing. Another was a stylist. So if we actually look at, and this is a challenge for you, I want to challenge you right now to think about it. It's like a dog grimmer, right? It's like, you, like when you start learning the skill and the art of thinking about helping a client and all of your marketing and all of your sales and all of the things. Talk about these three components, emotions, money, and time. Your business will radically change. Now I'm going to give you, like I said, a couple examples. Then I'm going to give you an example specifically for my best clients, right? Who I call in. So when we think about, because sometimes they're like, I don't know how my thing's going to help him make more money. That's the easiest thing. Let's talk about a dentist. And don't you think that if somebody feels more confident with their smile, which feels like that might not be a big deal, 
that they feel more confident with their smile, that they're actually taking better care of their teeth when they're actually taking better care of themselves. So when I say better care of themselves, now all you health coaches, all you um, um, trainers, all of that, just plug your niche right in here, friends. So do you think that if they're smiling more, they're feeling better about themselves? Do you think that if they're feeling better about themselves, it's going to impact their career in some way? If it impact, if they're feeling better about themselves, we know that confidence impacts so many areas of someone's life, including time. They're not spinning out. They're not wasting time, like regurgitating and mired in their negative thinking. When someone learns that to have a solution and that solution right? Is taken care of. Your job as a service provider is to help someone solve the problem. Guess what happens when you teach somebody or coach somebody or consult someone to solve the problem? Invariably, they have more time because don't you know that's true? Think about it. If you've ever thought about some problem that you had, how time consuming it is. So imagine alleviating that from someone. So part of the intangible that you might actually help someone with is, is like they decide that they want to start painting again or writing the book or something because they, they actually have more time, they have more time and money. So for me, you know, one of the things that I do is I go in and I've talked about this already so many times, right? I look at somebody's business. I look at the seven pillars that every successful business, whether it's a billion dollar business or a, a mom and pop business or a service provider, we look at the seven areas of their business and we assess what needs to be improved, right? Because one of those is the cause of them hitting a plateau. One of those is the cause of them not making as much money. One of them is the cause of um, them not having any free time. So once we look at those seven pillars inside of your business, then we can figure out oh, what needs to be tweaked. Now, this is the good news. Remember, I told you that when you just live in logic a little bit, like each one of those seven pillars has something that can easily be modified and reviewed and evaluated and tweaked. Even if all seven of those things, you, you had made a 5% improvement across all of those, that is night and day for your business, my friends. Okay, so that was... Um, client attraction, you're getting your, um, bottle your genius. Now I've got to like learn to say that because I was just like, what is that? Instead of just like build an offer, that sounds so boring. Right? So the second thing that we talked about specifically was the first is your offer. Second is client attraction. So there's ultimately, I, I believe with clients. So now when you're first starting out, you you're invariably going to, pardon me, I'm taking a sip of coffee since it's early. Um, invariably you're going to start with like one or two methodologies to, um, have client attraction or market ultimately. And this would be one of the things we look at in your seven pillars. One of the things is marketing. And we're going to look at what is your marketing strategy? Do you even have a strategy? How effective is the strategy? And have you actually evaluated that strategy to see if it's still working as great as it did? Remember we said so many times, what got you to where you are is not, where, what you're doing right now. Now, maybe in part, but if you have this big three or five-year goal, which I like to look at with clients, then we reverse engineer the pathway to the goal. And then we can eliminate all the minutia. This is why I guarantee you're going to get 10 hours of your life back, right? We're going to have more free time because you're doing a bunch of stuff that is not effective. 
you can't see it because you're in your own weeds, right? It's easy for outside people to come in and see, like somebody like me doing this hundreds of times with clients, right? It's just like when your girlfriend comes, you're just like instantly, you know what the problem is, right? But anyhow, side note. So when we're doing evaluating your marketing, we're looking at where are you getting, where is that client attraction? So I believe that when you are that the seasoned business owner, and I'm just going to say that if you're listening, you're a seasoned business owner, you've been in business a little while. I like to look at five areas, five areas of marketing, five different areas of marketing online and offline, online and offline. So I really like to utilize this simple um, process called the hybrid marketing system. It is high touch ads and automation. So when we think about five different areas, here's what it could look like. You could have a referral partner. You could collaborate. You could um, have advertisement. I don't think I did this in this these master classes. I have a podcast coming out soon. By the way, are you listening to my podcast called Lead a Life Uncommon? We have biz bites and full interviews with people, um, master class. In fact, this is up, uploading, will be uploaded. So, hey, if you're listening over in the podcast, nice to see you. If you're watching over on YouTube, and of course, here we are live. Um, so advertisement, I want you to think about advertisement as a team member. So go look for that podcast. It's probably coming out. Uh, this is the end of October sometime in November, take a peek at it, but it really helps you change your thinking around ads. Cause at first it seems a little, if you've not done ads or they haven't worked as well, or you, you haven't tweaked them in a while, that's a problem. Um, so ads speaking, I'm so huge on speaking live. There's a mass exodus of people getting off line. You guys, People are tired of this. Literally in the last two days, I've talked to two different women about that they are putting together events. They are putting together events. One woman, her she's she owns a networking company and a networking group. She's increased her members in one year, 80 people. So for some of you might be like, eh, 80 people, but there's the snowball, right? There's that tipping point. And I'm like, hot damn, I can't wait to go speak in front of all those women. And she has another satellite that's growing in Idaho. I'll be speaking over there. That's an hour and a half from me, $150 flight. I have two clients that already live in Idaho where I'm headed. So speaking, <clears throat> and of course, social media, right? Social media. So five different areas. And no, you don't have to do them all at once. You can recycle, repurpose, reuse a lot of your content. Of course. Now saying that, I want to let you know, I want you to be in the belief that your best stuff is yet to come. The best things coming out of your mouth are coming. So although we might recycle, repurpose, reuse some of our content, I want you to be in the knowing that your best stuff is you're going to have an aha and illumination. So that is um, a little bit more about the <clears throat> client attraction. And lastly, I want to... Uh, uh, the questions were all about objections and they were related to the creating your genius zone offer and using the now acronym N O W meaning now the now, the N stands for needed today. The O stands for their desired result outweighs and overcomes any objections. 
And then of course the W is willing and wanting to do the work. So I was asked about what are the most common objections and how do I handle those <clears throat> in various forms? Some people said that they had, you know, objections around money. How do you handle, like, I've got to talk to somebody else, whether it's a partner or a business partner or your spouse or those kind of things. So I'll address these two things, but this is the kind of training that I do with my private clients or in this up coming group. So no matter when you're listening to this, there is an upcoming group that really will help you get to the next step and the next level in your big, bold life and biz. And one of the key things, if you don't master these three things that we've been talking about and get better at those seven pillars, that's then that's why you're stuck, friends. That's why you're stuck and you're spinning out and you're struggling and you're hitting the wall. So um, overcoming these two objections, I'll give you a little taste of it. And of course, we dig deeper when we work privately and we customize the art of the ask questions for you and your niche, right? My language is different, but it's the same process. Those five steps that I gave to you on that masterclass all around um, the art of enrolling people, right? Those five process. Well, one of those things is, as I said, is asking the question, why do you think I'm a good fit for you? Right. And invariably what happens is this is where somebody might have their objections. Oh, you're a great fit, Mary. I really think that you can help me, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, and uh, I lost my train of thought and that doesn't mean that there aren't ever objections. Now, again, I want to reiterate when you have great marketing, when you have great marketing and you've nailed it, when you get on the sales call, the sales call is so much easier because they're sold ahead of time. They're waiting for you to make the offer. They're waiting for you to ask, is there any reason why we can't get started now? Write that down. Is there any reason why we can't get started now? I'm asking her questions. So let's use the example of these two examples that you all wrote in about, um, I have to ask somebody else, you know, spouse, blah, 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 or money. So want to be super clear here. I'm going to lay it out and I'm going to tell the truth here. People have money. If you're spinning out about, and I don't care what your cost, what you, what you charge, whether it's $3,000, $5,000, $100,000, $60,000, $25,000, I don't care the number. Pick a number. I don't care. This is your own sphere, remember? People are always like, where's the people with money? I'm like, they're all around you. It's you, my friend, and your money stuff. So layered over top of us working together and helping you through all seven pillars and your marketing, bottling your genius, your, your sales calls, et cetera, all of those things layered over top of it is all about you and your money stuff. You, I promise, by the way, hello, you are on your plateau because of your own stuff. The, the, the super awesome thing about that, the fantastic thing about that is you are also your own solution and I can help you uncover that, reveal that, pull that out. Um, all right, ready? Back to people have money. People have money for what they value. How do we know this? Who here has a, and I'm holding up my phone for those of you who are just listening, who here has um, an iPhone or whatever the latest cool phone is? They have these new phones that like fold in half, but they're like an iPhone, but they fold in half. I haven't, you know, I don't know how much those are, but you know, like everybody's walking around with a thousand dollar phone in their pocket or a 500, I don't have my Apple watch on my arm right now, a $500 watch. 
some people spend three grand on a purse. My friend spends, she just bought some purse that was like $4,000 in like $700 um, glasses. Now look, I have zero judgment on what people spend their money on. I have two homes. So I'm sure people can be like, oh, well, you have two homes. But I didn't always have two homes. I learned how to be really good at selling. I talked about the story of 35 no's in a row on that, um, the, the masterclass the other day. Okay. So I want you to first get that everyone has money for what they value. If somebody is putting up an objection about money, oh, that's cost too much. Here's a couple of the things that we would look at if we were working together. We would look at, is the are you actually, the, your client attraction and marketing mechanism, is that actually the right best client? So let's say first, no, it's not. Well, the good news is we can modify that. So when you and I are working together, I'm arm in arm, I'm looking at all your stuff, right? If it is, if that person is, and you're like, Mary, this is the right client. I wish I had a hundred of them, but what happened is they said, oh my God, the money. And I went, okay. You didn't ask the hard questions. Part of the art of the ask is to recognize that you want to be of service to people. Excuse me, this is your one moment, typically. Your one moment in time that this person said, holy crap, that person, that woman can help me. She's talking about the solution I need for my problem. She says, I want to get on a call with you. It's rare you have tire kickers. A lot of times people in the beginning might have some tire kickers because they don't, they haven't set effective boundaries and they haven't gotten their marketing tight. I never never. And it's been years since I had somebody who's like, I just wanted to, you know, get on a call. No, mm -mm, that's not it at all. We don't do that. So if somebody does have the objection around money, here are some of the questions. Here's a little bit of what we would talk about. So first we would look at what is going on in your marketing. Number two is you have to ask the hard questions. If somebody says, I don't have the money, I say, or I would say, is that true? And people are always like, what? Or I might say, you know, can can we dig around it a little bit? You want to ask permission a little bit, right? Can we dig around a little bit? See, I'm showing up like I would as though that is my client. That's my job. I am showing up with, with holding their goal. I have their back. So I'm going to press them to help them reach their goal, which includes this sales conversation. I'm going to say, is there, you know, can we dig around a little bit about that? And they're going to say, of course, they always say yes, because they wanted to say yes. Can you go into your sales calls thinking, oh my God, I have a sales call today. I'm so excited. This could be my best client ever. And they want to say yes. Imagine, imagine the difference, my friends. Imagine. So if you're not even just starting with that, ugh, your mindset's all effed up. I love a sales call. I love it. So I'll say, can I dig around a little bit? And they'll say, yes. And then I'll say, is that true? And, and they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, is it true that you really don't have money? And this is what happens. They say, well, you know, I do have a savings, but I didn't plan on spending it on this. What do you think I say? Now, some people start getting in like, well, you should do it because no, I say, well, of course you weren't planning on spending it on this. Of course not. You validate people. Of course you aren't planning on spending on this. Tell me why this solution though will really impact everything for you. And I turn it right back around and I have her talk about 
why she wants it. So then there's a few other things that I would ask. And, and of course, that's I'll go into that when we're working together, you and me, and get on a sales call with me. Because I know you're going to, you want to say yes. Number two. Um, so there's a few other things. I have a, a variety of questions um, in my advanced training on the art of the ask, the next step. You know, there's like kind of the, the newbie stuff. And then there's like the deeper stuff where we are going deeper and we really are talking more about money, um, people's beliefs about money, about investing in oneself, those kind of things. And so all of those questions, I will probe, if you will, and you can call it pushy. I don't care. You can call it probing. You call it pushy. I seriously look at it that this is my one time on God's green earth that I may ever talk to this human being who has reached out to me because they said, my God, Mary, I know you can help me. I'm on this plateau. I started this business. I love my business, but I hate my business. I feel like I'm working all the time. I'm not making as much money as I want to make. I know that you have a process, a system to help me. Help me, Mary. That's what they're saying. And if you are really a service provider and you want to help people and be of service, then you need to master your sales calls. Period. End of story. I mean, I want you to remove the emotion or the like, you know, I don't want to twist people's arms. Stop being so like this really, this I'm going to just be candid because it's early and it's Friday and my friend's coming over and we're going to my other house and we're spending the night there. And it's really, so as soon as I'm done here, I have somebody literally walking in the door in 30 minutes, we're going to drive to my other house. So I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little sassy today. I want to offer to you that if you have the thought I don't want to be pushy. You are being so selfish and self-absorbed. Let me say that again, because I know that's uh, it's, everybody's brain just blew up a little bit. If you're worried about being pushy, you're only worried about you. You're not actually worried about the woman or the person that's on the call with you and their freaking problem that you, by the way, marketed and said, I can help you. And if you don't follow through, which I believe having an effective sales call, following through to a decision, a yes or a no, not maybe, not let me follow up, none of that bullshit, but like a yes or a no on that call. If you don't do that, you leave people hanging. That's not right. When you're so consumed or so worried about not being pushy, twisting their arm, you also, frankly, oh, I, here's a paradigm shift for you. Ready? You are thinking you are in charge of somebody else. That is the wrong way to get into a relationship with your ideal best client. I never think I'm in charge of my clients. I think of my clients as peers. It just happens that I am more have more expertise in this area that they've asked me to help them with. And they have expertise in whatever thing that they're offering that I have no idea about. And I don't have to know everything about it. When people are like, oh, I don't want to twist people's arms. Okay, well, don't. And first of all, are you already an arm twister? Are, you need to work on that if you're out there arm twisting people. But we think that, that it's always galling to me when people are like, well, I don't want to twist arms. I don't want to be pushy. Well, first of all, it's like you're talking about an adult. You're, you're in conversation with adult. Do you respect that the, that adult can make their own decision? That we're not mind-fucking people with sales. It's just like, ugh. Now, yes, there's some sales psychology. And yes, one of the things that we do when we ask effective questions is we help kind of, you know, pull off layers so people can uncover the things that are holding them back. That's a different conversation. All right. 
I'm on my on that about that. Let's move on to the question of um, Mary. I, I, I'm hearing the dog. Excuse me. I um I have to ask somebody. Let me shut my door. I have to. maybe she's a little early. Um, I have to ask somebody. So here's what I want to offer to you. When people say that they want to ask somebody, I, when I question that, it's not out of my disrespect for her asking her spouse, let's say, or um, those kind of things. It's not that. What it is, is, well, let's, let's first like set the stage here. If I'm talking to someone, so some of my clients, they actually have business partners. Okay. So there's two modes here. One is I work with, with businesses, right? So if somebody has a business partner, I never have a sales call without both parties, both decision makers on the call. Never. Because what's the, what's the easy out? Oh, I got to talk to my business partner. So I make sure to set it up ahead of time. And so whatever niche you're in. So if you are working business to business, this is what you want to make sure you're doing is making sure that you're setting up ahead of time that the all decision makers are on the call. Now, when someone says, I have to ask my partner. So maybe you are whatever, you're, you're the dentist and somebody wants to spend, you know, five grand on veneers or whatever they are, 20 grand. I don't even know. Or whatever offer that you have. And it's three grand, five grand, 10 grand, 50 grand, whatever the number. And they need, they say, well, I really need to ask my partner. I always say, well, what do you want to ask them? See, as a, my business is all about helping women be financially prosperous and independent. Independent. So they actually never have to ask another human being about how to spend their damn money. So I get the pushback, but you know, we're, we're partners. We're, we're, you know, we're, we talk about all things money. Really? Because what I know to be true for most women is there's a power dynamic. And we say, we want to ask our, our husband or our partner. And in reality, it's, we're asking permission. We're not we're not even telling them. We're not saying, this is what I want to do. I'm letting you know. It's asking, what do you think I should do? Do we have the money? Can I do that? That completely disempowers you, my friends. Make enough money that you never have to ask anyone for anything about what you spend your money on. Now, look, I'm not saying disrespect your spouse, right? Of course, John and I, we have conversations, but I've already made the decision. I've already made the decision on what I'm spending money on, period. Sure, of course, because I make a lot of money. I don't need to ask my husband to spend any money. I can spend whatever the hell money I want. That's what I've chosen. And this is what I want to help you do. So I want to help all women. So if somebody says to you, my friends, and it's your best client, by the way, remember your best clients want you to help them say yes. So your best client, I want you to, I want to offer to you is somebody who has, who is willing and wanting to do the work and willing and able to find the means or comes prepared with their credit card. If you're attracting people that can't afford five, 10, $20,000 on a payment plan, that's a problem. Your marketing needs to change. Okay. You need to change in order for our marketing to change. You need to change. You need to, you need to step up your game. You need to embody the CEO more fully. You need to believe in your bottled genius a thousand percent. 
Okay. So back to, here's a couple things I'll say, and then we'll end. And I'll, I'll end with the invitation to get on a call with me just so you know. Okay. Um, so one of the things, and so I've had hundreds and hundreds, thousands of sales calls in my 20 plus years as a business owner and entrepreneur. And here's where I can land. And so you might need to practice a little But What I say to women is, you know, tell me a little bit about why you're asking your partner, your spouse for money, for something that's going to help you change your life. What do you think they're going to say? And they're, and whatever they say, well, I don't know. We're, you know, we're trying to buy a car. We're going to buy a house. We're going to, whatever it is. And sometimes I'll say, here's a, we'll, we'll, I'll say something like, so Sally Jane, do you want to bring the same problem into your new house? Like how long are you willing to have this problem? These are some of the questions. How long are you willing to have this problem? What do you think he's going to say? Do you think he's actually going to say, no, I don't want you to make this transformation. What are you going to think if he says no? And how often do you want to have somebody else in charge and them saying no? Now, I already know because I, I already know sales psychology, human behavior. And, and what happens is she's spinning out now a little bit in her head, right? Because I've challenged her, her sense of self because she comes to me because she wants the change. She comes to you because she wants the train change. She came to you because of your client attraction. She wants the solution that you're offering. Right? And so when we challenge that, when I challenge her being able to make a decision for herself, that feels like that doesn't feel good. And I'm okay with helping her just shed that and just to be like, you know what? God, I, I want to be my own woman. So when I did life coaching and I did relationship coaching, right? Um, I worked with a lot of single women, but I also worked with a lot of women in relationships. And they would say to me, well, I really need to ask. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? You're here talking to me because you want a better relationship with yourself and with your lover. And you're going to go ask your lover who you're having some issues with, can I hire somebody to help us have a better relationship? What are you going to do if they say no? So see, it challenges a lot of things. It upsets the apple cart a little bit. So you have to be willing to do that. So in advanced sales training, the advanced version of the art of the ask, we go deeper into this, especially as you start increasing your rates, your ability to have these conversations needs to up level. So that answered you those questions. And I know you have so many more questions and I know that you're here and you're listening because you want to change. I know you do. You want to get off that plateau. You want to be unstuck. You want to have a business that is simplified and it feels all complicated. I want to invite you to have a sales call with me. We're going to talk about what is possible in your big, bold life and business. My, the um, calendar, my calendar link is marybicknell.com slash call with Mary. This is for you if you are already in business. This is for you if you're a seasoned business owner. This is for you if you've done some stuff, you've sold some people and you're sitting thinking, you know, there's more and yet you can't quite figure out how to get there. Look, you can tell I love teaching you how to have a sales call. I know it's the most transformative moment for someone. I know that from my own personal experience, having spent, I don't know, $170,000 or so on mentorship, 
but I know it too from my clients. Recently, I've had this month, two private clients fly in. I put them up in the hotel that's on the lake. We mapped out their entire business and at both of them and all clients that say this, but just, it happens this month, um, have said just that moment of saying yes, open doors to their mind that they didn't even realize were closed. That's what I want to offer to you. So I'm looking forward to seeing you and chatting with you and have a beautiful day. And oh, it's all possible, my friends. You can hear it in my voice. I know that I am telling you, sharing with you, giving to you, teaching you, coaching you, because I believe in you. I believe 100% that everything that you want is available to you. Now go rock it out, make it a great day. And don't forget, be bold. You deserve to have a big, bold life in biz. You deserve to lead a life uncommon. I'll talk to you soon. Bye now. Hey, hey, I've got something special for you. Um, to get you back some of your time, to have an actual plan, pop over to marybicknell.com slash freebie. And the link is also in the show notes. Grab your blind spot breakthrough training. So this is an actual training that I recorded live in one of my programs. And what we're going to do is I'm going to help you bust through five blind spots that keep you from having every single thing that you want in your life and your business. You're going to work through these things. You're going to have ahas. You're going to learn what triggers these blind spots to show up. And we're going to create a plan to help you stop doing those things. So Make sure when you're done, you send me an email and you let me know all your ahas and I'll see you on the inside. Oh, wait, don't forget, leave a comment and a five-star rating and I'll talk to you soon.